Welcome to the St. Canard Files, a Dark Winged Up podcast. I'm your host, Will Santana, and... I'm Mike Russo, and what are we waiting for? The future awaits. Are we really waiting, Mike? <laughs> okay, well, hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to the St. Canard Files. And, you know, on behalf of me and Mike, I would like to say Merry Christmas to everybody. Yep. Merry Christmas, everybody. We're a few days out from Christmas, and... Boy, what a year it's been, but I hope everybody is getting ready to enjoy the holidays. I know I am. I think people are more excited that 2021s are coming around the corner. Well, <laughs> they want to get out of 2020. <laughs> I hope it's a I hope it's a better year, but who knows. I hope yeah, it is. Man, uh, yeah, I've already did all my Christmas shopping pretty much, so the girls are squared away. Um you know, the house is already decorated. We haven't started watching no Christmas movies as yet, but we are recording this prior to christmas so maybe we'll get there by the time this airs you have time you have time yeah you have, you have about three weeks so that, yeah we're, we're recording this that far before christmas but you know merry christmas everybody <laughs> yeah. um you, uh, you quick time, question though. about your family mike yes quick question mike about your family do you guys do you allow your your daughter to open one gift on christmas eve or do you make her wait until christmas day to open everything well it really doesn't matter because usually on christmas eve i don't know about this year uh she sees uh my wife's extended family and they most of them give her presents anyway so she always has lots to open on christmas eve um but stuff from us and the santa claus stuff that waits until christmas morning Okay. Uh, last question about your daughter. Yes. When are you going to tell her there's no Santa? Or are you going to let her find out on her own? Um, When she starts questioning. When she okay. starts questioning it. It'll, it'll, I'm sure it'll come up. She's a smart kid. <laughs> but um, I, I'll wait. I'll wait until she starts <laughs> asking the hard questions before we tell her the truth. Because, yep. I mean, mine's been, are, they've been asked, you know, and yeah, I think their friends yet. told them. Yeah, but that, their friends, I'm sure, pretty pretty much told them. They've never asked me, but I, I'm, they know. They know. They're not dumb. She's, <laughs> she's only six. I think she has a little bit more time left before she gets it. I don't know. She's in public school, man. I don't know. Well, if, she, it, she might. <laughs> she's playing it, a long problem. <laughs> Um, when it happens, it happens. When okay, it happens, all right, it all right. All right, let's yeah. move on. Let's move. On. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Mike. What episode are we talking about today, man? We're doing one that a lot of people consider one of the best Darkwing episodes of all time. We're talking about Time and Punishment. Great and writer. Yeah, one of the yeah <laughs> definitely got a great writer on this one. Uh, Time and Punishment. That title is a takeoff of the novel Crime and Punishment. It was an 1866 novel written by Adolf Dieski. And that title, Time and Punishment, has popped up on a lot of different shows. But I remember it most from a Simpsons Trios of Horror short, Time and Punishment, Mm -hmm. where Homer breaks the toaster and keeps going back in time. Um, So yeah, Time and Punishment, that's the title of this one. And the original air date, was Thursday? February. Wait, 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 oh, wait, wait, oh, wait, wait, wait. Before you get into that, yeah, yeah, you, you're I jumping do? the gun. <laughs> All right, before you get into our air date, I, I have to ask you this, man. Sure. Um, is this 
a tier one episode. And the reason why I'm asking you this before you answer is because this episode, everybody talks about it. I always hear this one come up. It has a lot of hype. It's a really important one for Darkwing and Goslin's, you know, relationship. And it's it's just a really interesting, well-written episode. Um, it's not in my top ten, but I do consider it a tier one. I mean, it's just that popular. You kind of it's really hard to argue with that. Although I know your opinion is slightly different than mine. Okay. Um, before y'all hit me hard in the comments, before y'all attack. Hear me out real quick. I do enjoy this episode. It's just not top 10, Mike. It's not top 10 for me. Uh, it's not tier one for me. It's like a tier two. You know, um, I don't know. It's not that I hate the episode. I don't hate it at all. I don't hate it. I think, you know, I get where you're at, where you're saying with the Goslin and Darkwing. I, I can't even debate that. I just don't like that the villains kind of get downplayed. Like they show, they kind of get the story going. And then they disappeared, and then they're kind of just utilized a little bit at the end, you know? Yeah, um, but they're not the true antagonist of this episode, though. I mean, they aren't yeah, really the true villains. I mean, it's not. They're it's not, not. And we it's get it's not their story. And we, and we we get several cameos in here that I I forgot about, dude. I forgot yeah. about some of them cameos that pop up in here. Uh, but you know, we'll, we'll get into that later. Okay, let's let's just move forward. I wanted to get that off my chest. That it's just not top ten for me. But guys, I'm not gonna trash this episode. I don't hate it. Uh, I do enjoy it. top ten for me. So uh, to each their own. That's just my opinion. Don't attack me. Uh, <laughs> it's not top ten for Mike either. But I think you you praise this one a lot more than I do. Yes. Okay. So uh, all right. All right, let's move forward. What's our production air day order? <laughs> okay. Uh, this one first aired Thursday, February 27th, uh, 1992. Mm -hmm. And, okay, so interesting, you know, about the production order for this one. This is the first episode written, at least as far as production numbers go, to compensate for those ABC shows that, you know, ended up on Saturday morning. So this is 66 by production numbers. Um, so the first of 13 new episodes they had to do really quick. Um, the story editor on this one is Tad Stones, which we're going to see his name in a lot of episodes as story editor going forward. Um, and our writer, Will, tell me who wrote this episode. The great Dev Ross. <laughs> yes, she is back. She hasn't written an episode since Up, Up, and Awry. And I think this is the episode where I really think she finds her voice on Darkwing Duck. Um, this is one of her greatest Darkwing episodes. I know it's her favorite Darkwing episode. Um, but mm -hmm. like right after this, she's also going to write uh, Inside Binky's Brain, The Haunting of Mr. Banana Brain, and Quiverwing Quack. And all Woo! four of these are some of the best <laughs> Darkwing episodes ever. So she's back. Oh, she's writing some masterpieces coming up, including this one. Like, at this point, she's establishing herself as one of the best Darkwing writers. I mean, her episodes before were good, but they're not like the mm -hmm. one she's doing now. Like, these oh, yeah, are really... We got, you, yeah, you just made some home run hitters. <laughs> these are the ones you want on your resume, basically. Mm -hmm. So she hits it out of the ballpark. She's and she'll be consistently <laughs> doing that from here on out. Um, okay. 
And the animation is we're back at Sun Wu. I know we haven't seen them in a while, and we're not going to see them for a long time after this. But I'm glad this one went to them. I, you know, I've really grown over the years to like their style on Darkwing, and I'm and I'm okay with them doing this episode. I think it's fine. There's not like really great animation in it, but it does mm-hmm. what it needs to do. And I like how they draw Megavolt and Quacker Jack. I can't complain. We we've about some movement it seems like we've always been content with them you know they just don't grab us you know like some yeah. of the other studios you know earlier yeah. on i think we had more complaints about them but eventually they ironed it out and they've gotten stronger and mm-hmm. yeah we don't have complaints about them anymore it's just compared to other studios they're not as you know polished not as fun but you know a lot of their episodes end up having great scripts anyway so it doesn't really matter. So the episodes work regardless. And this is definitely one of them that does. Mike, I'm going to backtrack just for one quick second. Um, sure. When you mentioned Dev as our writer, you said our story editor was Tad. It seemed yes, like it you every time you mentioned Dev, you mentioned Tad as the story editor, too. It seemed like they, those two worked together a lot. They did seem to work together a lot. This isn't mm-hmm. the first. This isn't the only time he's going to be a story editor on something she writes. Um, mm-hmm. they must have really gotten off well together. You yeah, know, they probably felt that chemistry. Yeah, like, hey, this is working. We got a, something going here. <laughs> yeah, they definitely had good chemistry. It's yeah, it's hard. It's hard to argue with that. It also seems like at this point, now that they're like moving on with new episodes, a lot of the old writers are gone now. So mm-hmm. she's back and she's doing more episodes, I think, than she would have earlier. And I think Tad's helping out a lot more because I think they have a smaller crew at this point. That's my assumption because mm-hmm. we're going to see Dev and Doug Langdale's name as writers popping up constantly now. So I think the writing mm-hmm. the writing crew got smaller, which is, I think, what happened okay. in these last 13 episodes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So let's get on to this plot, man. Let's go ahead and get into this. Um all right, we start off, we got Darkwing. He's fussing with Goslin while he's on the rat catcher. Um, he's telling her he works at night, but she wants to go to the movies. Yeah, she goes on about his zombie movies, and uh, with such such graphic detail at Launchpad, loses his appetite. Yeah, I think yeah, they... I think well, she LP's was over there the, snacking on popcorn. <laughs> I think she was already at the movies, but she didn't want to, mm. like, miss out, so she stayed up late to watch the movie, and now they're like, now she's... Horning in on Darkwing's night, basically. Yeah, she's tagging along. Yeah, basically. But, um, yeah, but then we see like a, a flash go through the power line. It, that looks really cool too when they did that, man. Mm-hmm. Of course, and I'll call yeah. me one villain too. <laughs> and who could yeah. that villain be, Mike? Well, Darkwing looks into his binoculars and he sees Megavolt. He sees Quacker Jack, and he sees the Time Top. Which, yep. um, unlike the time top in the last episode, this one is like a much larger vehicle that the two of them plan to ride in. Um, yeah. By a production number, this isn't the first time these two have been paired in an episode. Um, Doug Langdale wrote uh, Stress to Kill, which just hasn't aired yet. But that was the first time by production number the two of them got put together. And either it was a coincidence that Dev put them together again, or she just liked what they did in that episode. So we have the two of them teamed up. And I don't know about you. I just think the two of them were like, they work so well together. They really do. They really do. Yeah. 
the first time we kind of saw them paired up was the uh, was it um Justice, Justice Ducks? Ducks? Yes. Yeah, they were paired together, even though some people might not see it, but they they had their moments together. You know, well, especially it was, the beginning. It was a very short pairing, but it's, yeah. it's cool they went back to it though. Yeah. So Darkwing pulls up. Uh, he wants to investigate what's going on, but you know he's telling Goslin to stay put. But we know she's not going to stay put, Mike. We know no. that. No. <laughs> We know where the episode is going because Darkwing says to her, if something ever happened to you, I don't know what I'd do. So right mm-hmm. there, you know. Foreshadowing. Gonna, yeah, they <laughs> foreshadow it. Launchpad gets a really bad line here, um, which, you know, I love Deb's writing. But once in a while, I think the writers don't know what to do with Launchpad because he says to Goslin, reality check. And Launchpad goes, what exact, what exact reality are we checking? It's like, what? <laughs> what a weird <laughs> comment from Launchpad. What reality are we checking? Um, whatever. Yeah. And Goslin promises she'll stay out of the way, but she doesn't promise that she won't watch. Yeah, you know so. she's going to rebel, man. You know she, she's not going to stay around. What could go wrong? Yeah. Well, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make them all start freaking out. Yeah. And Make them all start freaking out about the time machine. You know, he's kind of... Like and then he realizes how fun it could actually be though to go back in time or no I mean to go in the future. Yeah, you know what's fun? It's fun to like pay attention to what the two of them expect to find in the future. I, I listed them. Uh, Quacker Jack wants laser fusion yo-yos, ion spitting jump ropes, and particle beam fuzzy bears. Which is just it's mm-hmm. Quacker Jack. He just toy. He just wants toys. Funny like Megavolt wants really practical things. He wants economical electric cars. I mean, don't we all? Micron solar mm-hmm. cells and zillion watt light bulbs with lifetime guarantees. I mean, he's actually really practical here. He actually wants things that most of us would want to. Um, but then all of a sudden, Megavolt realizes this could be really dangerous. And it could alter yeah. the past, present, and future. I like what the, what happens. The screen behind him turns red as he's panicking. And then he snaps out mm-hmm. of it and says, actually, it sounds kind of fun. <laughs> Megavolt's got the yeah. uh, personality disorder, definitely. He's bi- definitely very bipolar. Mm-hmm. So uh, while this is happening, Goslin is trying to slow down Quacker Jack and Megavolt by tying up the um, the top machine. To give uh, Darkwing time to make an entrance. Yeah, and then he does make his entrance, which is Mike, which is? I am the batteries that are not included. And uh, he finishes the entrance. <laughs> he says, I am Darkwing Duck. And Megavolt's watching from the time top. And he goes, oh, like we didn't know that. And he says to Quacker Jack, <laughs> there's so many great Megavolt lines. He goes, let me out. I'll make him sizzle like spit on a griddle. <laughs> and Quacker Jack says, my, aren't we sounding folksy? Uh, the two of them are just so funny together. Mm-hmm. And um, they decide to go yeah. off into the future. Um, and this is my favorite. I mean, I know we're only a couple of minutes in, but my favorite the, my favorite joke in the episode, the top starts to spin and the rope snaps that she tied to the railing. She grabs it and she's spinning around in circles. And as she's spinning around going, whoa, 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 Darkwing pops up into the frame for like a second and she smacks him right out of the shot. 
It's really funny. Mm-hmm. He's like, now the duck of doom prepares to thwang, and she knocks him right out of the... I laugh out loud every time that happens. It's really funny. <laughs> so what happens to Goslin? Uh, she's she's stuck on the on the time top, man. And she she's goes, caught up on there with a rope. Yeah, she goes she, into the future with them. She sure does. Yeah, and, and then uh, when they get there, though, um, Cracker Jack wants to go straight to, to the toy factory. <laughs> yes, he he jumps out of the time top and says it's playtime. So mm-hmm. he does get to say it at least once. Yeah, uh, he wants to go to the toy factory. Megavolt, on the other hand, he wants to try out that fusion generator. Yeah, he wants to stay there. So they put it to a vault. A vote. A vault. They put it to a vault. <laughs> a, a megavolt. They put it to a vote. And of course, Banana Brain sides with Quacker Jack. Oh, um, come on. Is he not going to? <laughs> this, this starts a thing where it's really two against one. Like for the next couple of episodes... Because th- these two mm-hmm. guys are in the next episode, too. Where Quacker Jack uses Banana Brain to tease Megavolt all the time. And Megavolt mm-hmm. can't stand it and doesn't seem aware that, that Banana Brain is just a toy. He's yeah. like, that's no fair. He <laughs> always <with> you. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Yeah. So After that is- happens, though, we got a, a, yeah, we got a man who's like freaking out. They don't give this person a name, do they? No, it's just a citizen walking down the street. He he runs to he runs into Megavolt and Quacker Jack. He's like, "Don't let him get me! Don't let him get me!" Yeah, <laughs> and, um, he, he's asking them for their aid, and they're they're trying to figure out what's going on. But yeah. then a, a tank comes out of nowhere. Yep, Megavolt says, "Sorry, we're making a point not to get involved," and they run off. Um, so <laughs> yeah, someone's in this tank, and we hear, "I am the terror that hunts in the night." I am the jackal that gnaws at your bones. And it's not Darkwing Duck. Will, who comes out of this tank? Dark Warrior Duck. Yeah, Dark Warrior Duck. He's, you know, it's Darkwing. He has the hat, he has the cape, but he has these big, this big spiked elbow pads and these gloves and these boots and glowing red eyes. Mm-hmm. And um, this, all this guy did was jaywalk. <laughs> All he did was jaywalk, and yeah. he punishes him with and solitary he... confinement. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, Dark Warrior Duck is Darkwing with his sense of justice completely warped, and yeah. And, but then, and then he had the drones come out, uh, and the drones. I, I hate uh, Mike. It's got to be Michael Bell, right? I think so. on the drones. I think it so. sounded just like Michael Bell, dude. I definitely thought it was Michael Bell on the drones. Um, yeah, but they come out. They're go flying ahead, Darkwing. They're flying Darkwing heads, basically. <laughs> so go on. Yeah. yeah, so they come out, and they notify uh, Dark Warrior mm-hmm. of someone with a bad haircut. <laughs> and, um, yeah, yeah. So, so Dark Warrior's going to head after him, too. Of course. Yeah, he's going to head after him. But what does he say that this bad haircut guy probably also has? What does he say? I don't remember. remember. No, I don't. He says he might. He says he might have dandruff. dandruff. <laughs> and I bet he has dandruff too. <laughs> yeah. Um, as as Darkwing's beating up this Jaywalker, Goslin's like, maybe Dad's just having a bad day. And then you see all these explosions glowing in the background. You don't see what's happening, and she's like, a really bad day. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, then um, the drones, they spot Cracker Jack and Megavolt, and they're taken away for illegal parking. Yeah, they, they try to get back to the, uh, the, the time top to go home because they've been, they've been scared by what they've seen. But unfortunately, yeah, the drones take them away, and Banana Brain sells them both out. Banana Brain throws them both under the bus. I know, right? <laughs> Which makes you wonder what Cracker Jack is even thinking. <laughs> They're both guilty, but I was taken here against my will. <laughs> and yeah, yeah it's like Cracker Jack gave him his own personality right there, you know? <laughs> he sold them both out. And the two of them get taken away, and we're not going to see them for quite a while now. But it's, it's, it's unfortunately not their episode. They're just a means to, to an yeah. end right now, you know? They're just here to get Gosling yeah. into the future. Yeah. Basically. So Goslin goes on the hunt looking for LP. Yeah, she goes up into the, the bridge, assuming it's still Dark Warrior's hideout. But yeah. it's not. And, no, it's LP. He's he's there. It, it looks like he's a taxi driver. Is that okay. the kind of car it was? Yeah, here's the thing with Launchpad here. His outfit with the checkered bow tie and the hat and the gray hair, that's a direct parody of Ernest Borgnine's taxi driver character from the movie Escape from New York. In that movie, oh, Ernest okay. Borgnine wore a checkered uh, checkered jacket, the same kind of hat, and of course he had gray hair. So Launchpad dressed like that is a direct reference to it. Okay. Yeah, that's what yeah that, I did not know that. That's why Launchpad has the big bow tie. The big mm-hmm. checkered bow tie. That's exactly what that's supposed to be. So Launchpad explains to Goslin... What happened to Darkwing? Would you like to tell everybody exactly what happened here? Oh, go for it. Go ahead. Go oh, for it, Mike. Um, so, first of all, interesting. Launchpad starts talking about the his, this flashback of what happened to Darkwing, why he's Dark Warrior. The couple of times we see Launchpad in the flashback, he's mouthing the dialogue that Launchpad is saying in the future. I think that might have been an animation mistake. Um, but anyway... Darkwing thought uh, Goslin ran away because he wouldn't let her fight crime with him. So he assumes she just mm-hmm. ran off. He's so miserable he can't fight crime. We get a very brief cameo by who? Uh, we get a one from Liquidator. Yeah, uh, Still be? Yeah, well, we get Liquidator. Oh, okay, first. am I jumping again? Yeah, we see him robbing a bank. We see him robbing a bank. He says, slice him and dice him. And that's actually an audio clip taken from. A later episode, Jailbird. So they don't—they didn't have to pay Michael Bell, uh, Jack Angel that week. Um, so then we see a whole bunch of other villains. Um, but first, before we get there, Darkwing's super miserable until one day he sees this, the pig thug from Darkly Dawn's the Duck um, trying to take a doll from a little girl. He thinks it's Goslin. He saves the girl. He kicks the thug and realizes it's not Goslin. Despite that, all of a sudden his crime-fighting spirit comes back. And he gets rid of all the villains in St. Canard all at once. Which villains do we see, Will? We see Steelbeak, Bushrew, Ammonia Pine, Tusker Nini, uh, Eggman, and Lilliput. I forgot Liquid- about Lilliput. And Liquidator. <laughs> oh, and Liquidator was there, too. Yeah. But yeah, Lilliput. Isn't that strange? Yeah, uh, this- I forgot Lilliput was on that scene, man. This is the last time we're ever going to see Tusker Nini ever again. By the way, of course, mm-hmm. we, we already know that. Um, but how does he defeat them all? 
Uh, anvil. <laughs> One gigantic anvil. And you see all the villains together going, arg, arg. And then the <laughs> anvil drops on them and they're like, ow. <laughs> and, but then Launchpad said Darkwing felt the city still wasn't safe. And you see him go completely like overboard on a, a fat guy eating a burger at Hamburger Hippo. And tells him if he eats that, he's going to have a heart attack. And at this point, Darkwing's eyes are glowing red. He's gone off the deep end. Yeah. And then now we Dark Warrior. And yeah, now we cut back to the present, which is obviously our future. And Launchpad says he's he wasn't Darkwing anymore. He was Dark Warrior Duck. And then the two of them split up because Dark Warrior thought he was too soft on crime. He should, you know, he thought Launchpad should, you know, convict crooks before they gave him the electric chair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And so one, so Goslin wants to attract her dad. She figures she'll set everything right. You know, she'll figure yeah. out how to save, you know, how to put things right. How did she do that? Well, she Launchpad tells her that she cannot find him. So yeah. the, she comes over with a plan that if she breaks the law, he will come to her. Yeah, which she does by dumping red paint over a dark warrior statue. Yep. yep. His alarm. <laughs> yeah, he, he comes quick. Off. You notice yeah, he's flying he's a jet. Somehow, after dumping launch pad, he learned to, he learned to fly. Oh, I didn't even catch that. I guess I mean I noticed he was flying, but it, it never I never put it together though. <laughs> I guess he would have had to without launch pad mm-hmm. around. I guess he finally learned. Um, he fires a missile at them. I love the way this act break ends. The missile flies right at the camera, and the screen goes black. That's a really great dramatic commercial break. Um, but then after he fires it, he realizes that's Goslin. Mm-hmm. So he throws himself in front of the missile <laughs> and it blows <laughs> and it blows him up. Uh, what happens next? Yeah, Will? He, he gets burnt to a Chris and uh, he gets excited, though. He, he sees Goslin, but he's not ha- happy with LP, though, man. He sends him away. He assumes Launchpad put her up to it. Yeah. And- He's like, he's like, oh yeah, he's just a criminal mastermind. And Goslin said, "Dad, we're talking about Launchpad here." <laughs> yeah. what, what kind of sentencing did he give Launchpad, though, man? Life at hard labor. Yeah, he, he was going to give man. He, he was going to give him the chair until Goslin talks him out of it. But yeah. um, yeah, he has Launchpad taken away too. Yeah, and then he um he arrests two more citizens for passing curfew, man. At yeah. 8 p.m. Yeah, it's funny when the um one of the drones alerts uh, Dark Warrior that there was a, a curfew violators at Miller and Barley. Okay, Miller and Barley. I don't know about you, but after that, I want a beer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Miller, the Mike, beer. Uh, and, well, what's up? No, I was just going to ask you that citizen we saw at the beginning. Was he voiced by somebody? Uh, Him? Anybody I, special? Him, I don't know. It might have been Michael Bell. Okay. But I think the two citizens we see here, um, uh-huh. the ones who were late, the curfew violators, because he was he was staying up late playing Whiffle Boy. Um, that was Castellaneta, right? I think that one's no? Castellaneta, I think. It sounds okay. like him. The woman is voiced by Kathy Cavadini. Um, I'm not going to go into her resume, but her most popular character she voiced was Blossom from the Powerpuff Girls. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, she voices the wife. But I okay. do think I do think the man, I do think that's Dan. Because whenever they okay. get him I thought it was Megavolt, too when he started laughing. Yeah. <laughs> whenever they get him from Megavolt, they always use him for something else. You know? You got to, man. You, you got, got to. to. You got Dan, you have to use him more than once. So he exactly, hasn't taken man. away too. No, mm-hmm. does he let does he have him taken away? Does he let them go? Uh, he he had him taken away too. He gave him a he sentence because at first he he tricks them. He says he's gonna give them a break, and they're like right. so excited. But yeah, he still t- he still has him taken away. So he brings Goslin back to his you know his hideout. I don't even think it's a hideout. He rules the city basically, but it's not at the yeah. bridge, of course. It's at the very top of Kunard Tower. He has a big base up there. And they, they cut the shots of the city. He's got, like, blimps flying around with searchlights. There's a giant, like, circle with an X through it on the tallest building in the city. Like, he owns this town. Yeah. Like, in a way, Negaduck wishes he did. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so he has Goslin in her new uniform, which is so bulky she can't move. Because he wa- now he wants her to be his sidekick. You know, after, yep. after all these years, now he's decided to let her be his sidekick. Yeah. And then, you know, she comes up with a master plan, though. She she tells him that she wants to hitch a ride with Cracker Jack and Megavolt. And then, like, things will go back and, you yeah. know, back to normal. But he's not feeling that. No. He, she mentions them. And he's like, oh, yeah, real criminals to fight. But they've already been apprehended. So, so much for that. And Goslin says, yeah, you know, Dad, we could just get the time top and I can go back to the past and fix all of this. And mm-hmm. you're right. He doesn't take that well. And I'm just going to quote the line because I love this line from Dark Warrior. He says, um, let me get this straight. You want me to release two known criminals, give them an incredibly powerful vehicle, and let them trash history so that I, Dark Warrior Duck, won't even exist? <laughs> it's such a great mm-hmm. Jim sells that line, especially incredibly powerful vehicle and um <laughs> yeah she has goslin taken away too that's all he yep. needed she, she she in his mind she went against him and that's it you know yeah she's gone bad because yeah, he was he doesn't a, need her yeah he he was excited at first when she broke the news to him that cracker jack and megavolt was there but once he discovered they were captured he wasn't feeling this plan you know yeah, and he doesn't like the so, idea that uh, she wants to change history and erase him from mm-hmm. history. He isn't thrilled about that either. Because mm-hmm. what he wants to do is get into the time top, go all the way back in time, and rewrite all of history's laws. Yeah, and, th- there was one that was kind of confusing where the duck came out of the water. It was like a duck slash fish or alligator. I don't know what that was. A proto-duck, <laughs> the very first animal that came out of the sea to live on land. That's the intent. <laughs> and he's like, let's get a few rules straightened, you know, and and it goes back in the water because he frightens it. And he's he goes back to ancient Babylon. He's thinking, you know, I can go back and rewrite all the laws. And he's like, coveting wives, death. You know, everything ends in death. Punish every, all the punishment is <laughs> all the punishment is death. Um <laughs> and then he, you know, he he says, you know, too bad the kid went bad. We would have we would have been a good team. So we cut to the jail. Mm-hmm. Who's in jail? Yeah. Everybody. <laughs> Everybody's Everybody. in jail. Yeah, Goslin. We see. I'm just gonna name the the main people we need to uh, talk about. Who's in jail? We got Goslin. We got LP, Quackerjet, Megavolt, and Banana Brain. 
Yeah. Also, a whole bunch of other people, including cartoon producers. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. a specific reference. We see, we do see two cartoon producers. I don't know if that's supposed to be anybody specific. But there's a whole ton of people just shoved into this jail cell, and nobody wants to escape because they're all afraid of Dark Warrior. But what's their plan to get out of here? This is when this is when Quacker Jack shines a little bit. Yeah, Goslin asked him for the toy teeth, and he says they've been compensated. He doesn't have them. And Megavolt doesn't yeah, have any power either. Yeah, Megavolt doesn't have any power either. But then we get dentures. <laughs> <laughs> There's a is line that, that what Meg- happened? Like everybody. Yeah, yeah. There's a line that Megavolt has where um, Quacker Jack isn't speaking to Megavolt. He's still mad at him. But he's talking to Megavolt through Banana Brain. And Megavolt says, <laughs> oh, yeah? Well, tell him I'm not the one who stopped the time top in a no-parking zone. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so they use dentures. And apparently all the other people in the cell all have, all have dentures, too. Um, I don't get the joke. Maybe in the future nobody brushes their teeth. Yeah, because Goslin says something, remind me the floss or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something like that. floss when I get back, because everyone else is standing there with no teeth. And Quacker Jack winds mm-hmm. up everyone's dentures, and they chew through the bars. Yep. So they bust it out. They're out now. Yeah, and so Dark Warrior sends his drones after them. Did you notice there's no explanation to how Megavolt gets his power back? Oh, nah. I he didn't even just... catch that either, man. I think something might have been cut out before the episode was finished because you see Megavolt standing by a fence that he's cut open and he zaps them. I really yeah. feel like there might have been a scene of him getting charged that was cut out of the episode, not for like edited, not because it was edited. I mean, don't worry, we're getting to something like that soon. But I think it might have just been removed from the episode before it was finished because it's like all of a mm-hmm. sudden he has his power back. Um, yeah. So what is so Dark Warrior shows up, sprays Megavolt and Quackerjack with you know a hose, water, shocks yeah, <laughs> shock them both, and then we get this really crazy scene with him and Goslin that get, actually gets pretty dark. What does he do? Well, she tries to stop him, and you know he pulls out the. Well, it's no longer a gas gun because she even yeah. says something about the gas gun. What, what is it, af- Mike? I, she goes, <laughs> "I'm not afraid of your old gas gun," and he's like, "The gas gun." I haven't used the gas gun in years. It's a ju- it's a missile launcher, and mm-hmm. he backs her into the wall, and tells her that she's always been a bad kid, and he has yep. no reason why he shouldn't blast her under a smudge right now. Like he's threatening mm-hmm. to kill his own kid, and like that's mm-hmm. really dark, and it must have been too dark for the Toon Disney censors because I know they cut that whole thing out on cable. Like oh, on my yeah, on my bootlegs that are taken from Toon Disney, that whole thing is gone. Oh, him I didn't back, even notice that, man. Yeah, him back in the end of the wall with the gun. That's gone. Because he threat he's threatening to kill a kid. That's pretty hard. Yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. But at the very last second, he does, he can't pull the trigger. He can't do it. But yeah, his hands were shaking and everything when he was about to pull the trigger. But Launchpad takes no chances. He slams him in the head with a frying pan. <laughs> you like don't want to take chances uh yep. goslin gives him a kiss before she leaves it's sweet he's knocked out but she mm-hmm. gives him a kiss she's like i knew you couldn't do it dad yeah so she you know she grabs um well she talks to megavone and uh and cracker uh jack. cracker jack she 
yeah, you know, to get back in that t- uh, time top. Um, it's, it's interesting. You know, the two of them really haven't done anything wrong in this episode. Like, they didn't. They haven't done anything criminal. But Launchpad's like, do you really want to take them back? After all, they're hardened mm-hmm. criminals. And Goslin says, you know, this whole experience has, has made me, you know, made me believe you always have to give someone the benefit of a doubt. And mm-hmm. she agrees to let them take her back. He's like, besides, I don't know how to drive this thing. <laughs> so they go back to the present time. And as soon as Megavolt and Quackerjack come out of the time top, who do they see? <laughs> uh, oh, it was Darkwing. They thought it was Dark Warrior, though. Yeah, and they pass out. They're so scared. <laughs> and Goslin comes yeah, out of the time top and she says, Dark Warrior? He's like, great. <laughs> I've gone for five minutes and my own daughter forgets my name. <laughs> it's funny. She He starts to threaten her and she sees Launchpad and she calls to him. And it's so cute. You see him waving back to her. Like, he doesn't know what happened, but it's cute that he's waving to her, you know? Mm-hmm. And how does it end? Like, what's our final bit in the episode? How, does, how do we how do we end out? Uh, she gets grounded. <laughs> yeah, but you know what she says? She says, that's the kind of justice I can handle. And she gives yeah. him a big hug. And that final image of her hugging, hugging him and him hugging her is really great. Like, that's a mm-hmm. great image of the two of them together, just embracing each other. And it's really sweet. You yeah. know... I do. I I like this episode a lot. Again, it's not in my top ten, but I do <coughs> acknowledge it's an important episode, and I get why everybody loves it. I do. Yeah. If you have to rate this one, I'll start with you. What would you rate this, and why? Um, this is a hard one to uh, to rate. I'll be honest with you. It, it has some deep parts. It has some really good things in here. It's very monumental for Darkwing and Goslin. I can't argue that, man. Um, it's just not top ten to me for some reason. But I- I'm not gonna. It's not fair to me to hurt the score on it because there's really nothing wrong with it. It's just I'm a villains guy. I love the Darkwing versus the villain uh, episodes more. That's what drives me. Um, You're gonna love next week's. I'm going to, I feel a four is is a good score for, I'm going to give okay. it a four. Okay, great. Yeah. Great. I'm going to give it, I'm going to be a tiny bit more generous. I'm going to give it a four and a half because it's okay. really hard to deny how important this one is. It shows you just how much Goslin means to Darkwing. It's like he was really nowhere before he met her and she wasn't either. She was nothing without him. The two of them complement each other and she's able mm-hmm. to like make him a better person. And it shows you how much, how far off the deep end he'd fall without her. And it, yeah. it, it shows you how important their relationship really is and how there's a darkness in him that could come out if he falls too far. And I think mm-hmm. that's, that's got so much story potential. It's like, it does. It does. Like, you can do more with this. They did more with this in the comics. Like, what happened if he did lose her? Like, how off the deep end would he get? And it's really mm-hmm. powerful. Yeah, I wish Megavolt and Quackertech had more screen time, but they're not the main antagonist. It's really Dark Warrior. They're not. It's really Dark Warrior Duck. He's what matters. 
And it's the conflict and the storyline, which is what's important. Um, that said, we're going to get more of the two of them next week. So, you know, we'll have a lot more to say about those two. Um, so I'm going to give it a four and a half. It really earns that status of one of the best episodes of all time, even if it's not yeah. my, in my top ten. Even if it's not. Yeah. I mean, you, I feel like Dev... I feel like Dev wrote this episode so well. I, I get why everybody loves it. I get it. I, I won't. I, I there's nothing really for me to de- debate on this episode. It just doesn't drive me personally, you know. And and the thing so, with Dev's writing that we're gonna see, we're gonna see in Quiverwing Quack and Haunting of Mister Banana Brain, and when she's writing with Tad on Steerminator, she gets how these characters think and how they act and their vocal patterns. She gets it. Like, she really understands these characters. And that's why she's one of the show's best writers, because she understands, she under, especially Goslin. Like, the best Goslin stories came from her. Like, yeah. definitely. This one and Quiverwing are the two best Goslin stories. And those are Deb's mm-hmm. babies. 100%. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, since Dark Warrior basically functions as this episode's villain, do you want uh-huh. to rate him? Uh, or or at we, least discuss we can, him. We we can rate him. We can rate so, him real quick. Um, all right. He he's he's a solid villain, man. He he takes over the town like Naked Duck wishes he could. Mm-hmm. Um he has he does have one weakness, which is Goslin, of course, you know, but yeah. that's understandable. Uh he's very powerful. He has the drones, he has new vehicles, he can fly, he's pretty much unstoppable. Um, would I have mind seeing him again? You know what, Mike? Even though this is not a top ten for episode for me, I wouldn't mind. So I'm gonna give him a four and a half. I'm gonna give him the same score. Um, because mm-hmm. what I love about Dark Warrior Duck, it would have been so easy to go the Nega Duck route with him, this with the same mm-hmm. voice, the same personality. The fact that he's nothing like Nega Duck, but he's still an evil Darkwing. That's really mm-hmm. good writing. Because he's even though he's he basically the guy's evil. He doesn't realize he is, but he is. He still acts like Darkwing. He whines like Darkwing. He gets injured like Darkwing. He still loves Goslin. He's still Darkwing Duck. He's just not a very you know, and he's just a crazy Darkwing Duck. At one point, he has a maniacal laugh, but it's not Negaduck's maniacal laugh. That's how Darkwing would laugh if he went crazy. And I love yeah. that attention to detail. He says none of his dialogue sounds like Negaduck. It's just mm-hmm. angry Darkwing. And I think the design is really great with those spikes coming out of the shoulders. And I said, like, the implication that Darkwing, this, this darkness lurks inside of him. It's a really great ex- exploration of who Darkwing Duck is. So mm-hmm. definitely four and a half. I got to give him that okay. high because it's such an interesting take on what he could be if his world fell apart. I love it. <laughs> really do. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, Mike, that right, uh, wraps up Time and Punishment, which is a I lot hope, of people's favorite. I know Stan I loves that, did, this episode. Yeah, I hope we did it justice. I hope we did. Yeah. And I think we we were honest that it was not top ten for us, but we we acknowledge what it is to everybody that we talk to, you know. Yes, of course. It, yeah, and you know what I see in the comments within it, within the Darkwing community too, in like Facebook groups and stuff. So I, I'm I'm gonna respect it, you know. I'm not gonna. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm not gonna tear it up because I don't hate the episode, like I said, man. But um, no, that's it for time and punishment, Mike. 
what episode's next, even though you already mentioned it like three times. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason why I mentioned it like three times. This one's a better episode, the one we just did, but I love the next episode so much more. Uh, we're talking about Stress to Kill. Um, it's got mm. Megavolt and Quackerjack again, but in much bigger roles. It's really silly. It's ridiculous. It's insane. It's the last one we're going to talk about done by Disney Japan. It's actually one of those episodes where I love it more as I've gotten older, and it's one of my all-time favorites. Even though it's not treated as a top tier, I still absolutely love it. And we mm-hmm. may have a third host on that one. But as always, oh, yeah? we're not going to make promises. Okay. I think I, think I know who. Yeah, um, you know who. Okay. All yeah. right. <laughs> We're we'll getting right. lots okay. more Quacker Jack. You're gonna be happy with it. So, all right. So, Mike, really quick, man, where can mm-hmm. they find us if this is their first time listening to us? Well, luckily, we're on all major podcast apps: Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Pocket Cast, Radio Public. We're also on YouTube. We're on iHeartRadio and Pandora, and you can also also Amazon as well. You can also listen to us through Amazon Echo as well. Do you have any shoutouts? Mm-hmm. My only shout out uh, when this airs is going to be a late shout out, but I feel like I have to do it. This is a shout out to all you DuckTales 2017 fans. Uh, as of this week, when we're recording this episode, you guys received some pretty bad news. Yeah. Um, it, it, it is news Mike has been calling for months. Uh, so he, he I'm sure he saw it coming. You know, I, I mm-hmm. tend to follow Mike on information, you know, that he gives me on this. Of course, he didn't have confirmed information, but. His gut was telling him this was happening. So that's who my shout-out to is to all you DuckTales 2017 fans. If you guys haven't haven't heard it yet, by the way, we did about an mm -hmm. hour-long reaction um, video on the cancellation. If you guys haven't seen Mm -hmm. it, go over to YouTube and check it out. If you just want to hear us talk about it for about an hour, it was a good conversation if if you haven't watched it yet. Yeah, and me and Mike were talking today. We we plan on doing more of those reactions when we get some kind of news with DuckTales or Darkwing. Yep. Uh, we we get a lot of good feedback on those stuff. And uh, Mike, a lot of people are asking for Tiffany. Maybe we need to get her on one of those live reactions. People just love Tiffany, man. She's a busy they, girl, they, <laughs> but yeah. we, she definitely seems to be very popular whenever she's on with us. So mm-hmm. if you're asking for her, we'll try to get her back again for something. Definitely. Yeah. I, she is a busy person, but she does seem to like try to fit us in her busy yeah. schedule. She does so. Well, she did two so we, episodes we'll, in a row with us recently. That that was that was yeah. amazing. She found time for us. If you're listening, Tiffany, mm-hmm. we love you. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right, guys. So that wraps up time and punishment. We'll be back next week. Uh, me and Mike are signing out for today. And remember, stay dangerous. Have a good night.